0: As we continue to dive deeper into our coaching through this podcast year, I wanted to introduce some buzzwords that you can pull from and that may help you set some boundaries. I also wanted to keep bringing on constant encouragement and proof that there are other professionals who are agreeing and also encouraging you to make health your own personalized journey to settle into that slow and steady also known as sustainable. Yes, I'm going to keep flooding your ears with people that I trust to speak the same language. We're going to drown out all the noise of the diets, the quick weight loss, the no pain, no gain, and continue to invite you into a space of doable and sustainable. (sighs) Doesn't that sound amazing? So today I bring you a close Arkansas friend, Kelly Sprouse, who is a constant, fitness inspiration for me and her wisdom and faith holds me accountable in other areas of my life as well. Kelly and I really got to know each other through utilizing pockets of time. You hear me talk about that a lot. Those pockets of time that look like walking and talking at soccer fields, which led to real life conversations in which there was multiple times that I thought, man, I really wish that I would have recorded that conversation for my community. I think every mom and grandma needs a Kelly in their life. So some topics that I hope that you take away or you hear from our conversation today are things like non-negotiables, prioritizing and planning, guilt-free self-care. Yes, we can make ourselves a priority. Finding passions and purpose at all. All seasons of life. Oh my goodness, and so much more. So grab your coffee or your tea or your water and stay tuned. Thank you so much for joining me. I am your host, Lindsay House, registered dietitian, private trainer, accountability coach, author. I have been working with clients for over 13 years, passionately changing the culture of health and fitness. I'm out here smashing scales, helping individuals rewrite the rules to what success looks like in their life. I want to change generational thinking, no more all or nothing mentality, get rid of the diets and believe in the individualized journey. We are stronger than we will ever accept and beautifully made just the way we are. Keep your eyes on your own paper and trust your own path. Thank you for trusting me and letting me be a constant encouragement through your week. Let's get this motivation started. Welcome to your podcast, Direction, Not Perfection. I am so excited to introduce our listeners today to Kelly Sprouse, amazing wife, mom of four, group fitness instructor and trainer, semi-pro, soccer player, and an inspiration to women young, and I'm going to say wise, not old, because we know that age is just a frame of mind. Welcome, Kelly.
1: Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for
0: joining us today. We can let our listeners know that we... Both just got back from late night travel. We were both in Texas this weekend with our kiddos, which was a blast.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Going to need an afternoon coffee for this one.
0: (laughs) Have mine. Cheers, my (laughs) friends.
1: Yes. Yes. Except I'm going to brag on our girls
0: for a minute. We went to Texas and we were all prepping them like it's big soccer town. It'll be great if we just hold our own Mm -hmm. and, We won. The girls won. It was amazing, wasn't it?
1: We did. We won. (laughs) I felt like a parenting win too, you know. Yes. Oh, okay.
0: You've got kiddos down for a nap. So I want to utilize our time together. I think it would help our listeners to kind of set up this talk with an idea of what does a day in the life of Kelly look like? So they know that they can relate with you. (laughs) And if they're going, she doesn't get it. Yes, you do.
1: Okay, so I am a mom of four. I do currently work at a local gym. It's a franchise, kind of a mix of all ages, mostly women, all different ages, all different body types, all different backgrounds. So that's kind of like my basic as far as like work goes. A little background to me. I have four kids, they're back to back ages, most of them. So first two are 16 months apart, my oldest is 10 and then I have eight and then a five-year-old and then a two-year-old. And I do, I throw with like caution, like giving his background because I want to respect him, but it's also like part of our story too, um, is that he is adopted, but that took us through like a long journey of five years. And that put me with like weight gain and stress and emotions, you know? So I like to throw that out there because that is part of my story and kind of what spiraled me to where I am now. We thrive on routine. So finding that rhythm and going for it is what we stick to a day in the life of me. Oh man, here we go. So I do typically wake up at four 30. I usually have coffee and I read that's kind of like my quiet alone time. And then that I get ready for work and I'm usually out the door by five 15 and I'll get Go to work and I'll get a workout in. And then I come home and get the kids ready for school and get them off to school, the older two come home. And then we're doing like mom hanging out with the little boys, basically playtime, run errands if we need to. But that's pretty much day to day for that part. We dive into lunch. Then I'm a firm believer in nap time. We hold on to those as long as we can. So, nap time while they're napping, I typically something like this or respond to text messages because I like to save that for this time I'll do like dinner prep that kind of thing depending on what our evening looks like I usually do some dinner prep during nap time I try to clean at least one thing if I look at cleaning as a big big picture I get overwhelmed so one one thing at a time what else I after that kids wake up go and pick up the older two from school. We're back home, we're eating again, we're having snacks and we're prepping for our afternoon. But usually we enjoy like during that time, playing outside, getting some energy out, that kind of thing. After that, we're usually off to practices of some kind, depending on what season we're in. But practices, dinner together, that's why I try to do like meal prep so we can still have the dinner together even when we get home. But dinner, homework, showers, bedtime routine, all the snuggles and kisses you know after that we prep lunches for school the next day if school's in session and then after that that's when me and my husband get alone time because you have to carve that in and so that's why we stick to routine because if they're in bed by eight o'clock then that means me and him get at least an hour hour and a half together before we go to bed so that's kind of my day in a nutshell, give or take, you know, sometimes it's different, but
0: absolutely. You're human. You're real. You just find in your, your house that routine works well. And I think one of the cool reasons, and especially why I wanted to bring you on is because you see how it works well in your life. And then you have so many clients that you work with as well, that you see the whole gambit. Like you understand what each different household can look like and where different routines fit. So things that I feel like I'm highlighting from what you're saying is I do feel like you're very intentional with your time. And maybe you can give our listeners a couple of examples of how you're intentional with your time, because People who go, I hear the routine, I'm trying. It's not like it all comes easy to you. There are give and takes and sacrifices, right? Like we were talking right. about. Yes, go into what some of the uh moments feel
1: like. The early morning work hours are hard, but that leaves me room for family time afterwards. So like I have like non-negotiables, like one is Jesus Two is my family. So if anything takes me away from my family more than it should, then that's a no for me. So if I'm able to carve all of that in and do it the right way. Um, so for me, work fuels me that I enjoy what I do and helping other people. So if I'm able to do both, I do both, but i not at the sacrifice of the other one. Obviously, my husband is not, you know, we're keeping him at the forefront too. So we're not going to sacrifice that one either. So you want to hear that like, uh, moments, is that right? Rewind. We, we limit what the kids can do in order for us to keep the family time. So we made sure we had certain nights carved out that were family time. So we had two nights a week that were non-negotiable. If anything pops up a birthday party, whatever it is, the answer to that is no, because that's our family time and we weren't going to sacrifice that. So Yeah. Well, and then these extra practices
0: popped up and you're like, man, I feel guilty. We're not going, but we just carved out these Wednesday nights.
1: Yes. So our soccer team that our girls play on, they added in an extra practice, just speed, agility, whatever, but it was an extra practice optional. And the inner athlete in me wants them to be there so badly, you know, but it was a non negotiable, right? That was our Wednesday night. And so we weren't willing to sacrifice that. It was optional. Maybe it meant that she wasn't going to play above somebody else. I don't know, but we had to be willing to accept that because that was our night. So, yeah. Again,
0: sorry I like kept honing in on this, but I just think it's important for people to hear. Mm -hmm. It is, it is hard to carve out the time and we have guilt wrapped around it sometimes, but it's really like at the end of the day, what's the thing that we lay our head back down on our pillow at night and go, I'm still proud of this decision, even though there's some like,
1: especially like in our generation, I don't know. There's not like a pamphlet that comes with it to tell you how to be a good parent and how to have this rhythm and routine. Like every family is going to look different there's no right or wrong answer, but I think learning how to navigate that and decide what's important to you. um, One, taking care of yourself is huge. And I didn't, I feel like I didn't do that well for a long time. So I think that's huge, but knowing how to navigate that for your family specifically and finding that routine is really, really important. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is a great segue mom's feeling guilty about taking care of themselves. I do feel like people hear a lot on self-care and, but you and I, we walk and talk at soccer. We use those pockets of time to fit in movement. And we were talking about the the guilt that can come in from, there's just the guilt from just exercising in general. And then two me- too much exercise. So can you kind of walk through conversations you've either had with clients or feelings you've had personally through that journey of fitting in a little more purposeful self-care time?
1: Yeah. I think moms are like the hardest on themselves in this area, just women in general, you know, not just moms, but I view it as like, you know, women go and get their nails done or go and get a massage, whatever it is, their hair done. It's the same, same self-care. I think giving yourself permission to work out or move your body is a gift to yourself. I do believe that God intended our bodies to move. He gave us one body. We got to take care of it. I think there are seasons where it looks different, but I think when we can't, as women, we have all this stuff on our plate and we're like, okay, well, I got to get this done, this done, this done, this done. And we see it as this whole big thing so we're like, what well, can go on the back burner? Right. So automatically we put ourselves on the back burner. It's just what we do naturally. So I think being able to grab hold of that and saying the same thing. Like taking care of myself is a non-negotiable because when I take care of myself, I'm taking care of other people. I'm better at taking care of other people. I'm happier. I feel better. All like all of the reasons to take care of yourself. So I think, you know, I view it as. In life, we're going one direction or the other, regardless of what that is. But when it comes to health, right, we're going one direction or the other. So right now, we're sitting in the middle. And so we're either going to take a step backwards or we're going to take a step forwards. Because if we keep going backwards or staying where we're at, we're aging more and more, right? So I think knowing how to just take those little tiny steps forward, and we can hit that in a minute if you want to. But you're an you're an example to others, right? Your kids, your grandchildren, whoever it is, you're an example to them um, on what it looks like to take care of yourself. And it you're worth it to take care of yourself. And that's just that's movement, that's any anything, nutrition, whatever it is. I also think that men and women are viewed differently when it comes to taking care of yourself. Men are like, oh, I went to the gym and everybody's like, well, great, like you should. And then women are like, I went to the gym. I, mm, that's vain, but it, it's so much more than, you know, it's more than a number on a scale. It's more than looking a certain way it is literally taking care of yourself from the inside out. So when we take care of ourselves, we love others better. And I think that's kind of, for me, what it boils down to.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting that you bring up the vain thing with women going to the gym, because whether somebody can acknowledge that that's part of their maybe barrier Mm-hmm. That I believe that too. There's this worry of thinking that it's selfish, vain, mm-hmm. for for wrong reasons and time should be spent elsewhere yeah. when the reality is, no, like you said, you can't pour from an empty cup and we have to fill ourselves too. Exactly
1: things, Right. Like being able to open a can when I'm older, like I want to be able to open a can on my own, you know, just little things like that are my motivation to like, just be stronger. So
0: Yes. That's such a good point. And I love that too, that man, people think big things. Like I want to be able to, I, I feel like I want to be able to do pull-ups one day or whatever. And it's like, no, it's just this simple. I want to walk places and open a can. And that's so good. Yeah. Uh, you. We talk seasons of life a lot, which is kind of what you're saying here. Like each season brings different expectations and taking care of ourselves in different seasons. And This brings us to, I feel like you're in this really cool season of life right now where some unexpected things have come your way. Mm
1: -hmm. And I,
0: when I was introducing you, I introduced you as a semi-pro soccer player as a 35, right? Can I say your age? (laughs) 35. 36. I always say 35. 36 year old. That you were invited to try out and you're playing some night pro soccer right now, which is so exciting. So take us through that journey of am I going to do this? Is this like I have four kids? What am I yeah. doing? But yet here you are and you're doing I wonder,
1: it. am I gonna do this? No. <laughs> okay. So I want to back up a little bit, right? Like, so for a long time, my season was being a stay-at-home mom. And that was great. And I loved it. And I, I kind of thought that's what I was going to be doing from there on out, even as they got older. But then I did start taking one, one foot in front of the other and kind of started progressing myself a little bit. I was like, Oh, I'm going to take better care of myself and started just gradually making little changes. And I had originally gone to school for personal training and um, all that kind of stuff. So doors kind of opened to get me back into that field. And I, I loved my season that I was in and I don't regret it for one second, but at the same time, I do kind of feel like I put myself in a box as a mom, um, and thought kind of lost like my passions that were already there, but I kind of let them go as I had children, neither right or wrong. It led me to where I am now, but it did. I did kind of put myself in a box and pushed kind of my passions aside. So now I'm back in this personal training world and I'm feeling good and I've always had a love for soccer. So then that kind of this semi pro team started and I was like, you know, Lindsay was like, go do it. And I was like, okay, no, I'm kidding. No. So just being willing to say yes to something as an opportunity presents itself. And I think paying attention to your cues, like when you hear that word, does it excite you? Like what feeling do you get? So if you're like, I'm going to go on a walk with a friend, what, what feeling comes up? Is it an excitement or does it make you feel like drained just thinking about it? So paying attention to how you give your yes, like what you're going to give your yes to for me, me and Lindsay talked about this one, when we said semi-pro soccer, we were like, why not? So she, she kind of helped me with that one a little bit but being willing to give my yes on that one, it felt good. Stepping into this season is is kind of fun. So
0: Well, and it wasn't just an excitement in the moment. It was Mm -hmm. a touch base the next day, touch base the next week, and the excitement still stayed. And same thing with a recent job opportunity for you. Mm -hmm. There's been no look backs on like, uh, my something in my gut is telling me no, which to, again, our listeners, it would be there's that too. Like these have happened to flow and fit into your life. And then yep. that full permission that if Kelly was maybe even two years behind, maybe even one year behind that, this all could have felt like that, er, you know, no, no wrong, wrong time, wrong season. But I think what you're saying, and I like this is it's like, Maybe every year we need to take that time to assess, are we putting ourselves in a box? Are we not allowing ourselves to go? Maybe like that could be a possibility for me
1: now. Kind of chapter had closed, right? And Mm -hmm. yes, I am still young, maybe compared to whoever else is listening. But at the same time as a grandparent, you know, like even if you're a grandparent, right? Like you have passions, they're there. What is it that excites you to move, that excites you to do better for yourself, which eventually lead you to do better for others too because when it came to saying yes to the pros or semi-pro soccer team um I looked at what it was doing for my family right so it created moments for me and my daughter to truly connect she's seeing me I'm sitting outside and it's storming um but she saw me one doing something that I loved still um taking care of myself it created conversations for us to have about soccer and team and like all that kind of stuff but as i took care of myself can you hear the thunder is that so loud yes that is crazy um but as i even with my job my other job training as i took care of myself my family felt the ripple effect of that and they're healthier they're doing things different So to me, it wasn't ever vanity for me to go to the gym. My family reaped the benefits and they still are. They're so much healthier and happier. And that just came from me taking a step forward, one step forward a day, right? So doing something different than I did yesterday, those baby steps put me in a progressive state of doing things I love, but then reaping the benefits. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think that we can forget Mm -hmm. that... Uh, some time away from the family can add to the family like that to watch you and your daughter both be Mm -hmm. playing soccer right now. And and she'll come to some of your practices and and get to enjoy, but sometimes not. Sometimes your husband has extra duties right now that he's happy to do, you know, but mm -hmm. it can be hard as the mama to be like, thank you. (laughs) Yes. Yes. you. You work with women every day. What's the one thing that you wish... Like if you could wave your magic wand and make something easier for them or help them to understand a concept, like what's what are those first things that come to your mind?
1: For sure, when I'm at the gym speaking to women, I tell them that they're worth it. First of all, if you don't think you're worth it, then you're not gonna do anything different, but you are worth it. Your life's not over in whatever season that you're in. But I think more than anything to simplify it, I think a lot of times we overcomplicate Nutrition, or we overcomplicate a workout, or we overcomplicate whatever it is. Um, I think we tend to overcomplicate it. And that's literally to go back to what I said a second ago to literally just do something different than you did yesterday. And that's going to put you in a forward position. Um, not to look at it as this whole big picture that overwhelms you, but to do if you're used to walking 2,000 steps a day, well, now you're walking three, just little different things like that. I think. If we can just keep it from being overwhelming, which is easy to say, but literally it's just baby steps, chipping away at a bad habit, chipping away at something. Um, I think that's kind of where I land with it, but to know you're worth it more than anything.
0: First of all, I love that because yes, it starts there. And then to hear out of you, anyone on YouTube would be able to see us talking. And Kelly is like this buff, (laughs) rift, strong woman who. I feel like Jay here, baby steps out of your mouth is really important because somebody would probably look at you and be like, that would no way be her advice. She'd be like, hit it hard. And and not that you wouldn't promote that for the person who wants that, but that's not your overall belief that it, it yeah. is baby steps.
1: And I mean, and after my baby, right, like I was home a lot and I, I was active, but um, I don't think I was truly taking care of myself. And I did, I had 40. 40- pounds to lose. And I I literally just took baby steps. I didn't go in with the mindset of, oh, I'm going to lose 40 pounds. And I think if we can do that, get our mind off the scale or whatever. Um, and really just take steps forward doing something different than we did yesterday, moving our body different, eating just a little bit different, um, learning what that looks like. There's a lot of inf- information out there. Your body needs the proper food to feel good. And that includes, well, I mean, that's maybe another topic for another day, but I mean, just making sure you're fueling yourself properly too. That's food affects us mentally. Just do something different than you did yesterday, and that's going to put you in a forward position. So
0: you really live that, and I keep going back to our soccer examples. But I get to see you in everyday life and over weekends at a time where you know you're in the gym in a hotel and making it work and still totally. And we squeeze in the walks before games when we have that weird 30 minutes. And then the food component, I've seen you chilling in the back of your Jeep with your daughter, like you packed for the day. It's not crazy. It's still like, there's still fun food in there and there's still treats, but.
1: Firm believer in like an 80, 20 rule. You're eating healthy 80% of the time, eating well, like fueling foods. Well, 80% of the time, I think. God intended the garden with a purpose. So I'm not just talking like vegetables, like salads. I'm talking like the whole gamut, like animal, like all of that stuff. So I think he intended food to fuel us a certain way. Um, but as far as like I, you know, women oftentimes make I don't want to say excuses, but I did. I made a lot of excuses like, oh, that's too hard, or we're gone this weekend, or we're camping this weekend, whatever it is. Um, I think I made a lot of excuses to not do it. Right. I overwhelmed myself with the thought of like just packing a lunch. So even when we travel, I typically plan for two of my meals, one or two of my meals to be something I brought. And then the other one I'm eating out, but I am adjusting what I eat out in order to keep me on that 80, 20 track. Um, but then that leaves you a little wiggle room, that 20%, right. leaves you that wiggle room to have the cheesecake or celebrate with your daughter when she scores a goal or whatever. It leaves you that wiggle room to still like enjoy life too. So, but it keeps you on track and the the pockets of time to like move, you know, like, like you said, like walking before a game, that's 10 minutes here and there adds up to a whole lot. So just finding those little windows of time to like move your body or, when we're at practice, you know, like we can either sit there and scroll on our phone or we can go and one have community and like have each other or, and Mm -hmm. walk and get some steps in for an hour. Um, or we can sit there and scroll on our phone. And I have never, ever regretted our time, like where we've spent walking and talking. So 100%
0: 100% and we've said this but like it not only becomes movement time it becomes friend time yeah. uh, all of a sudden your evenings are like I'm like oh you say community which it is that but like it's my friend time when we're in the season of life with kids who are always off at sports th- those are our people and we got lucky that we love our people our mom group of walking has like has expanded I think we're up to six or seven moms who (laughs) now.
1: and I was gonna touch on that right because like I said like we don't regret those moments where we spent walking but all of a sudden now we have a group of like five that come with us now every time that we walk and we're like oh and sometimes it's just us still but a lot of times other people have joined in and I'm like oh like they're moving too now like it's it's been so fun because look at the conversations we would have missed out on had we have sat there and scrolled on our phone so nothing wrong with that if you have work to do and that kind of thing but um oh if you have those pockets of time take it
0: right it's contagious again mm-hmm. eyeballs are on you and even if it's our kids who will one day down the road when they're at their kids practices take an opportunity to grab another parent and walk That's that it's, it's worth it i won't
1: miss a game yeah. but i'll miss a practice absolutely
0: okay and and we are gonna wrap up but we do need to talk about that because there's even a little guilt around like as kelly and i are walking and talking there are parents sitting and watching the the practices you know and again permission on all ends but we continue to say you know like as long as we're seeing the games or we'll maybe stop at the end of practice and watch the last bit of the scrimmage but it'd be easy to fall into the guilt category again and i think we just it's Yeah. Choices and, and the forever battle of knowing that again, you're worth it back to your comment.
1: And when you are saying that you're worth it, like put some non-negotiables in place, like every day I'm hitting, like, give yourself a step goal and do what it takes to hit that goal. Like it's a non-negotiable, right? So put yourself at the forefront. It's not selfish to take care of yourself. Um, after practice, me and my daughter catch up, we make sure we watch the scrimmage at the end, like we find those moments to catch that we feel are important at practice. We watch the scrimmage at the end. Um, but when they're doing drills, like let them do the drills, like, you know, I don't know. That's, that can be, we're so good at giving ourselves as women to other people. So when you do have those pockets of time or need to create those pockets of time, take it and don't feel bad about it. Everybody's gonna be all right.
0: Yes. A hundred percent agree. Thank you. Yay. I feel like you are just a constant source of inspiration for me, and I want that for everyone and your clients. And I always say, normally to my my guests, if you could wrap your arms around our listeners, what would be the one thing that you pray and wish they'd hear from you today? But I'm going to say, if your clients are listening in and they know that Kelly, they see every day, what would be something from today that you're like, take
1: their head? Do you hear me? <laughs> what would be that last bit? I, I say this a lot at the gym when I'm training on the microphone but you were created for a purpose so don't let that regardless of your age slip away from you
0: so yeah thank you oh my goodness thank you so much for joining us today
1: that was fun I felt like we were just walking you know
0: Thank you for listening today. Whether you are working with me personally or just letting these podcasts speak into your life, I truly appreciate you trusting me on your journey, and I will always have some free materials waiting for you on my website at healthaccountabilitycoach.com. I have habit trackers, meal planning worksheets, blank calendars where you can track your daily successes. Come check it out and always feel free to reach out if you need any referrals, if you are seeking your own accountability, or if you just want to say hello and provide your beautiful insight and feedback. I appreciate your valuable time and listening ears. Thank you for joining me today. If this topic served any purpose for you, or you can picture that exact person who needed this, I'm always honored when you share the episode. We are making 2023 the year that we are going to pour motivation and inspiration onto others. I also always appreciate it when you leave a review on iTunes and rate the podcast. I send you off with all the praise and momentum you deserve for staying open-minded to new information, keeping an open mind to the idea that our journey will look different now, five years from now. Slow and steady, y'all. It's not always instant gratification and not always that exciting, but a much gentler and redeeming path that will serve you well throughout all the years and every season of life. Cheers to health and happiness.